grid is live. Initiate light cycle battle. Biodigital jazz, man. Now this I can do. Welcome everybody to the BitCast. This is our very first episode. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm going to be hosting this week's show. And with me today, I've got four fine gentlemen. We'll start off with Josh. Josh, why don't you introduce yourself and give yourself a quick fact or something like that. Uh, okay. I'm Josh. What's up, guys? Um, I guess a quick fact. If you can quote Scott Pilgrim, you're okay in my book. Brad makes you cool. fat. Good job, Thomas. I'm proud of you. <laughs> One cool point added. Beyond that, nope. As well as Josh, I've got three others. Hayden, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, what's up? I'm Hayden, and I'm better than Josh at everything. Well. Hi, I'm Hayden. (laughs) Hold out. Shots fired. All right. Going along with Hayden and quickly following behind. Thomas. Hey, what's up? I'm Thomas. I'm happy to be here. That's it? That's your fact. fact. You're happy. I'm happy. (laughs) Didn't you stood? Did you stood up a date for this, didn't you? <laughs> yes, that's my fact. It, it, okay, man, I could use that. <laughs> I could cash that card in, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, and then finally, last but not least, Chris. What's up, guys? I'm Chris. Who does turtles? No, turtles right. are fantastic animals. So I can't. Yeah. Come on, Nick. A what's your fact? A, they can't ever run away. What's my fact? Uh, my fact is is that I'm currently unemployed, which is not very much fun. <laughs> Really, I beg to differ. I would love to be employed right now. You say that until you don't have money for stuff, and then at that point, you kind of just feel miserable. So, um, to kind of introduce the podcast, we got all the dudes introduced first. Um, we wanted to kind of talk about a bit, bit of our background story. Uh, this isn't the first podcast we've ever created. Uh, Bitcast is actually kind of a reformation of the old Wingman podcast, which we've still got the episodes on iTunes. As a matter it's of fact, spiritual for successor. Me. A spiritual so successor, this is my except for Hayden. Podcast. Hayden, this is his first podcast, but we're welcome. We're welcome into it. Why didn't we just adopt the South Korean? Kind of like, the South yeah. Korean probably would have made things better. I agree. Yeah, more Starcraft, more Starcraft too. You know, Hayden's got to prove himself to become That's one true. of the team. We're just so yeah. pretty much every single moment. As a matter of fact, I've got a sheet of notes right next to my my table, tracking every single move. Yeah. So, I mean, we want to focus on kind of the geek culture overall. We want to talk about technology. We want to talk about a lot of the newest stuff that's coming out, video games, obviously, and a lot of the different events and stuff happening in our world. So I think that'll be pretty cool. All of us come from different backgrounds. We all do different things. I think it's going to be kind of a spicy show overall. So we've got a couple different topics today. But before we go into that, I know we had our quick fact about everybody, but I do have a question. So we'll kind of do one of these questions for the next couple podcasts just to kind of get to know the crew a little bit better. But my question to you guys is, is what is your favorite fantasy series of all time? Um, and then, Hayden, why don't we start out with you? Just because oh, I know that you probably have the most... You're just not ready for the question, I guess. Is what I was he getting. has the most fantasies? <laughs> most fantasies. <laughs> well, this is your chance, Hayden. I went at the path on that question. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. I'd have to say probably, um, probably Halo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's, I'm okay. sorry. Mark Halo. <laughs> sorry. We did kind of a mock uh, answer to this already, and people like three people picked Halo. It was kind of funny. Wait, are, are, I have to. Fantasy I'm... is in like fiction. Well, or... it could be fiction. It could be fantasy. Or, I guess the better better way to phrase the question is your best series of all time. Which oh, okay. Because I was like high fantasy. Uh... Oh yeah. What's your what is the fantasy that you have most? <laughs> uh, well, I can't say that on this podcast, but no. <laughs> well, 
Okay, it doesn't but, involve well, any of uh, you guys, so uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I think it involves uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And, uh, <laughs> Josh is laughing because he knows that's already happened. Very cool. Well, what do you, so why do you say Halo? Uh, either Halo or Gears of War, because that kind of really brought me into gaming and um, like Xbox and stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's just something like playing a good campaign with another friend or. Um, family member it's just i don't know you can connect on a different level i guess definitely i think especially when you play like legendary on halo oh and start not at each other <laughs> couch go up on legendary that is ridiculous with like amazing. all the skulls and stuff oh, oh man. gosh find the skulls guys do you still remember i, oh, I can't remember insane. who all did it i know alan was in it i know josh was in it but do you remember when we started to do all that vidmaster stuff for the uh the recon armor yeah uh, i yeah. Do you remember how much anger there was that entire oh. time we were doing that People I think were I so yeah, what, what, mad. what was that achievement for that? Oh one? my! Do you remember ODST? Do you remember ODST? Oh, how you yeah. had to complete all the waves? What was it? Hardcore fight, and nobody could die, not a single time did anybody die. And well, the Alan first time we did really it, serious about oh that. dude, we got what? We got to like the last couple waves. I couldn't remember exactly how it was structured. And I died. And no, you didn't just. Somebody didn't just die. They disconnected from the game. Oh yeah, yeah. They got disconnected Bowerman. entirely. That was Bowerman. That was Bowerman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so. That was frustrating. That that took like four hours for a single game. Okay, just 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 to, just to clue everyone in, because they don't know who we're talking about. So Bowerman is another name for me, Chris. Well, a little too much info, name. man. That's what everyone calls me. Keeps in your pants, there, Bowerman. Social uh, security <laughs> number and so yeah. Now y'all know my name. Ma- mother's maiden name. I'm gonna give y'all my blood type. Actually, uh, I know his mother. Yeah. His mother works at the gym I go to. Whoa, okay, a little much, man. <laughs> he you out, oh, huh, Tommy? Is that the date you stood up? Oh. Uh, Anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> so, Thomas, what about you? What is your favorite series of all time? Um, I would probably say that it has to be... Um, ah, it's so hard, you know? Um, so I would probably say, like, Fallout. You know? Yeah. Fallout 3. That was one of the first... Open world, uh, open world games that really, really sunk me into it. Like I had played uh, Morrowinds, I had played Oblivion before that. Yeah, and, yeah. No, but Fallout like, Three, just that sense of uh, sense of exploration was incredible. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. I think there was because uh, I was working at the, I was working at GameStop at the time that the uh, New Vegas uh-huh. came out, um, and we were talking about how Fallout Three was probably one of the most unforgiving games, at least from the start. Because yeah. as soon as you get out of the mm-hmm. vault and you start oh, heading yes. towards Megaton, even if you yes. just like slightly, slightly just go the wrong direction, I mean, mm-hmm. you get you get wrecked. I mean, you're just, oh, you're yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. So it was. I mean, there are the giant you know, behemoths oh, yes. and oh, stuff, yeah. and you're just like, nope. Vicious dogs come out of nowhere. You got your ten millimeter <laughs> pistol. And it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you're missing uh, like every single shot. Because <laughs> yeah. you're still level one. You have like no rings. You know, as an actual uh, shooter, oh that game God. is terrible. Oh my gosh. Well, fortunately, uh, New Vegas was a lot better, but I, I would definitely agree. It's all about the VATS trick. VATS. That was fun, but you had to keep pressing it over and over, and I don't know. I kind of like being able to just no. aim down the sights. Once you ran out of VATS, you yeah. were kind of screwed. Well, no, you could do that That's thing where too. you go into VATS. And then you like target a body part, and then you exit vats, and it'd still be aiming at it. So you just shoot. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know how many hours I have in Fallout, but I never even knew that. Yeah. That's sad. Cool. Like a million. <laughs> I've, I've got like a couple hundred. It's it's pretty. Well, you guys yeah, play I, Fallout like crazy. I can never get I into love it. Fallout. I have at least hundred and fifty in uh, Fallout Three. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Chris, what about you? What is your all-time favorite series? Hayden kind of took you're mine. You're definitely into but, Halo. I know uh, you, you love a lot of the Halo stuff. It's all right. Know, it's especially all right. the lore. And then uh, you, you followed a lot of the story and stuff like that. Yes, yes. I do like I do like Halo a lot. Uh, I agree <laughs> with everything Hayden said. I saw Gears of War. <laughs> I think that's what brought us Hayden all together. Liked. Pretty much um, Halo and Gears of War. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> pretty yes. much. Except, yes. I met you guys through Josh. But um, just to be... Yeah. Yeah. We met, like, everybody through Josh. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Alan. Josh yeah. to everybody's friendships. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to be different, just to be different, I will choose Ooh. the Batman series. I do like the Batman Rocksteady games a lot. Actually, the, the thing that got me into Batman, first of all, was yeah. uh, when I went to go see Batman Begins in the movie theaters. And uh, ever since then, I just I became a fan of the, the, the Nolan Universe and uh, started playing the games. I started. I started with Arkham City. Loved the game. I, I kind of wish I would have said Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. No takebacks. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I was one of the biggest advocates for Arkham. Whoa! Your your mic died, or you you threw it off your face, Hello. or who knows what happened there? Well, okay. While well, waiting for Thomas he to find out where his mic Batman. went, uh, Josh, what about you? What is your all time favorite series? Alright, oh, you can probably guess, but uh, it's definitely going to be Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Woo! or that whole that whole graphic novel series. Oh, yeah. Yes. Slash movie. It's, I, it's definitely fantastic. I mean, I remember, because well, you didn't, you saw the movie first, didn't you? That was when I we did. all saw it? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a fantastic movie. Like, I was so jazzed after that. Dude, I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters at least 25 times, easily. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Look, granted, I worked at the theater at the time, so I got the kids that didn't pay <laughs> Which for was it. Nice, but, yeah. but I saw it like 25 times. It was awesome. It's definitely cool. What's your favorite part about uh, Scott Pilgrim? Like, what makes you like it so Someone's much? Someone's obsessed. Uh, just the whole story behind it, you know. Guy falls in love. Guy has to defeat seven evil exes. Tons of awesome nerdy references in the, the books and the movie. Yep. Which just sealed the deal for me. <laughs> no, so. I can definitely agree with that. Well, I guess I have to say my favorite series as well. But uh, I'd have to go with um, Firefly as probably my all-time Ooh. favorite series. Or Good one of my tr- all-time favorites. And the main reason was, um, after watching that whole thing, uh, it was just a real eye-opener in terms of writing for different shows, for games, and things like that. And it kind of it leaned me into my love for characters and it really showed how much how much depth there can be in characters and the way that characters interact with each other so that to me is always one of my favorites and probably will continue to always be one of my favorites and wash never died and that's that's what's really great about it so <laughs> did he right nope never died actually um so someone yeah, died good stuff not a spoiler because he never he doesn't die so, so what happened okay. what happened to that series uh, they canceled they, it. Uh, was stupid. They canceled it. Serious um, diet. Which, eh, it's it's always kind of funny when something like that happens. You kind of wish it kept going, but then what would have happened if it kept going? Would it have gotten worse? So, yeah. Either way, I wish there were more episodes. Mm-hmm. It would have been great. Yeah, and they obviously yeah, made the Serenity movie. Amazing. So amazing. Yeah, he's, yeah, they wrapped it. Up. They wrapped it up pretty well, and Watch never died. So things worked out really well. <laughs> and now he's on the Avengers. So, yeah, it's true. It's all right. Well, that's working out pretty well, as we've noticed. Yeah, so, I would say stuff. so. Well, cool. So that kind of gets to know everybody. We'll do some more questions over the next few weeks. Folks are all insane. Well, my sister's a ship. 
We had a complicated childhood. We're not really going to do anything structured this week, other than we've got a couple different discussions that we want to talk about. Uh, Bowerman, I know you want to kind of lead this one forward. Uh, what what was your discussion that you kind of wanted to talk about? Well, seeing as this week, it's, it's our first podcast, and um, it's not quite off the new year, but you know this is our first podcast of the new year. So I wanted to talk about our most anticipated games, just kind of all around. You know, everyone just kind of give their own personal favorites of what's to come in the in the new year for any kind of console any platform so nice yeah um oh okay yes i guess i'll start with i was gonna start it off but if you wanted to say something i'm sorry no no no. hayden you know so well you're the um, new guy let's go i kind of have a problem too but i'm excited for titanfall (laughs) coming up but i don't know what to play it on pc or xbox one i might have to do both but I've got friends on both, so I'm excited to play that. Um, what? What do you? How do you feel about the fact that there's no single player? Totally I fun. like it actually, because Battlefield. I mean, I tried to play that single player, and it's it's okay, but I I think Battlefield should have gotten <laughs> rid of it because that's the main. I mean, Battlefield is multiplayer. You don't buy Battlefield for anything else, so I'm fine with it as long I as they put more into multiplayer. Says you, single player. Did you? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. What did What did you think of it? I don't... Oh no, not not Battlefield Four. I haven't played that. Uh... I bought Battlefield Three for the single player. Okay. What did you think of Battlefield oh, Three? Well... Um, it was a really lovely showcase for the technology. And at the time when I was living in a dorm, I brought my my gaming computer down to the lobby and plugged it in at like midnight whenever Battlefield came out. And that was a really fun time because everyone got to see all these gorgeous graphics and they thought it was an action movie and that was cool. Hmm. But I don't think it should be what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I I feel like they could have done way more with it as well because I I, I played through a good portion of it, but I never actually finished it, which was kind of, you know, I deserve no credit for talk about this discussion discussion, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But beyond that, I really feel like they could have put more story into it than they did. Not that that really means anything. I feel like I just kind of said words there. Yeah, (laughs) I don't... I can't understand you. (laughs) How did your brain even learn human speech? I'm just so curious. Just words. Just words. You know, I I have an opinion about Titanfall. I, I don't know much about it. But from what I've heard, yes, it's it's an, a multiplayer-only game, and it's not the first multiplayer-only game to come out, but I think that this could definitely set the standards for multiplayer-only games, because I feel like companies like um, DICE or uh, Infinity Ward, you know, they, they give out these games that are multiplayer-heavy, like Call of Duty, Battlefield, etc., and they feel like That's what know, people you know, buy their it, multiplayer yeah. is where it's at, right. that's what everyone buys it for. But then they they feel like they have to tack on this campaign that, you know, it's four or five hours long, it's not very good, you know, whatever. So I think that um, Titanfall could break that trend and then maybe set Well, look at their pedigree. It's from the the Call of Duty people, you know, so they know how to make a multiplayer game. Well, some of them are, right? Well, hypothetically. 50% or something? I don't know. Well, the main guys who broke off from uh, uh, Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward created Sam, the response. Sam Pella and uh, 
Yeah, that was all yeah. during the EA debacle stuff that was going on there. That was, yeah, a, I, that was a few know, years ago. Holy cow. I, I heard they fire, like, what happens? They'll put out a big game, and then everyone will want more money, so they just fire everyone and then get a brand new crew. And then that's what I heard. That's pretty much what happens. They fired the people that were doing yeah. that for uh, Infinity. Or they left. We don't really know exactly for sure. They did something to the effect of where they just were no longer with the company. Um, and then they ended up basically replacing those people with the other studios. So that's why Call of Duty is made by like four different studios now versus just Infinity yeah. Awards. Now, Infinity Awards, Sledgehammer, Raven, and Treyarch. Uh, Treyarch does their other series, but there's another um, <laughs> group that helps out with the Infinity War games, and I can't remember what they are. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, going multiplayer only is not a bad thing. As you think about single player, what is single player for? It's for story. You can still have story in multiplayer. You just have to do it in a different way. It's not storytelling any longer. It's not you watching cinematics. It's going to be you playing through it. So if they can weave some of the faction kind of story into that, while like, why are you fighting these people? If they can do that like in between missions and things like that, I think that would be fantastic. And so I see, cool. I see them kind of integrating that st- that single player storyline into the multiplayer, and that's probably why they took it out. Was like, why bother doing that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's personally that's where I'd like a lot of games to go including Call of Duty you know, and Battlefield just because I mean it's cool yeah and it's there it's another thing that you can tack on and say that you added to the game but beyond that it's, it's not it's a waste special. of time yeah and they're, they're devoting resources to something else that could have been poured into the multiplayer I know yeah. yes and I know lots of people who are really exactly. sort of bitter about Call of Duty now because it's been essentially the same thing oh for god I don't even you know okay so oh, I've been Ghost? a huge Ghost oh, is just I'm, yeah and I don't want to talk over you either, Hayden. But honestly, well, okay. I, I know. Don't wanna, I don't <laughs> can you explain it? Because let's, let's I know nothing about what Ghosts <laughs> yeah. has done for the multiplayer. Ghosts, Ghost multiplayers. It's uh, fun. It's interesting. They, what they, what the way, what they do for Call of Duty. They essentially just kind of reformulate the multiplayer a little bit to kind of change it. Because quite honestly, if it's not broken, why bother fixing it? Because people are still going to continue to do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to rage on the subject. Don't worry, I'm not going to rage. But it's just the fact that I oh, do. I, I love Call of Duty. I really do because I think <laughs> it's a fun game. And I think there's a lot of progression. It's a, there's a lot of competitiveness to it. There's also a lot of other crap that comes along with it. Um, the problem I have with the Call of Duty is the fact that the single player has literally gotten to the point where it's the same thing. Like I, I guarantee you, you look at the single player here. I guessed half the stuff that was happening yeah. in the single player. Like it's literally. <laughs> The, the dad was talking spoiler alert like if you really care this much about ghosts i'm sorry but you have to stop listening here um but like the dad is like oh i'm the starter of the ghosts like you didn't expect that from the very first time you ever saw him it's just like they tried to make it this big reveal and it wasn't revealing like you knew the entire time like even if they were trying to lead you on to the fact it just it was so anticlimactic when you finally found that out you're just like i don't care like honestly i realized i was just grinding through the campaign to finish it as opposed to enjoy it and that was my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it's like it takes two shots now to kill a guy instead of like where Call of Duty used to be. You talking about multiplayer? Yeah. Uh, it's faster and, paced. I wouldn't say it takes more or less shots. But faster paced in the sense that you're moving across the battlefield much quicker. Although they made battlefields even bigger, which is kind of annoying. Huh. Yeah. I'll, I hear Jordan, he just talks about it all the time. The nuke, dude, it changes everything. <laughs> well, the, I, so, like, what, I will say though that is the cool part the uh, the Odin strike that comes in it completely changes the map and that so is how fun. how is it compared to like Battlefield's Evolution? Um, it, it's kind of like so. taking a map and then completely switching to another map in the middle of the game. It's not like oh, Evolution like, at all. Okay. 
Uh, no, unfortunately. See, we're having problems with Josh here. I don't know if Josh can hear us at the moment. Um, but unfortunately, we can't hear him. So we'll see if we can't get him to join the call again. No, I can hear you. I was just waiting. Okay, I don't know. You may be on a little bit of a delay there. But we'll see here. Okay. But we'll get there. <laughs> awesome. We got we'll see. Okay. I mean, Titanfall, I think, is going to be a fantastic game, Mission, definitely. For sure. What are you getting it on? Probably Xbox One. Uh, what What will it be on? What consoles? Xbox and PC. And 360. Okay. And oh, 360. sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, duh, Xbox. So all of Xbox, I guess, is a better way yeah, to yes. phrase it. Okay. So is I've, I've heard a rumor that the PC, Xbox 360, and the Xbox One are all going to be able to play online together. They're a uh, multi-console. They'll be uh, what's what's the word for that? Cross-platform? Um, Cross-platform, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know right. how true that is. I haven't seen anything on it. Do you guys know? No. I wonder how that would work if they did that. I'd be surprised. For well, sure. you know Shadowrun did that. But that yeah. was that was back in like the experimental phase of uh, the games from Windows. And that went that was awful. That was horrible. It, it was, was so bad. Oh. I I know what you mean, Thomas. Yeah. So I mean Titanfall I think is definitely one of the most anticipated games. That's for sure. Definitely. So Thomas, what about you? Anything that you're kinda of looking forward to and that kinda of catches yeah, your eye? For sure. Um I just learned today about the new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, Shadow of Mordor. I oh think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it looks really good. Like it looks like Assassin's Creed meets Lord of the Rings. And I, I've huh. never been excited for a Lord of the Rings game quite like this. Hey, that game was great. Which the Conquest? Or what do you? What, what, what is Josh talking about? <laughs> Josh, what are you talking about? Which one? Three minutes ago. <laughs> so I'm gonna ignore him. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Josh. We love you. <laughs> Yeah. That was a major time delay. If you guys didn't <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. No, definitely. I think that that'll be good. I think they need to refresh the Lord of the Rings series because oh, I think there's yeah. a lot. I mean, Lord of the Rings has a crazy backstory to it. I think there's yes. so much that they can do, but everybody's been focusing on the movies because that's the only thing that they can market. Well, so. they absolutely drove that series into the ground. Yes. You know, yeah. they released bad game after bad game, mm-hmm. and it was just bad. You know. And, they yes. finally, I think they're finally getting to the point where they realize that they have all of this extensive lore and canon that they can pull from. Yeah, and that's where they get this really interesting story about a guy who's uh, teaming up with a, a phantom, with a wraith or something, uh, and that's that's the premise of the story, where he's subverting the armies of Mordor from the inside. That's pretty no, cool. I think that's definitely gonna be an awesome thing. I we're, Josh oh. says that Shadowrun was awesome. By the way, um, oh, oh, okay. Well, the the big guy, the big topic yeah. is uh, the AI. Remember, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the the AI has almost like a what's it called a um, a capability of like remembering who you are. And let's say you're in a big battle and you don't kill this guy, this guy will leave the battle. And he'll actually hold a grudge be, like scarred up and come back if you try to kill and him, hunt you down. <laughs> It sounds interesting. I'm interested really to see that cool. in the game itself, though. Oh, yeah. Because I keep hearing all this stuff about advanced AI, but I never see it. I mean, even Call of Duty Ghosts is like, oh, advanced AI. Do you guys remember the game called um, The Last Guardian? Uh, no. I, I know what it is, yes. It's been delayed yes. for like four years. That's wow. true. That's all. We'll see, if it, we'll see if it ever comes out. One day. But I think, uh, Hayden, I think you should um, go. I said Thanks. Titanfall, man. 
You already, yeah, Hayden technically started the whole thing off. Yeah, we're, you were Josh. So what about you? Oh, yeah, yeah. What about I'm you, Chris? sorry. I was, I was trying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah for wow, sure. I got, I got a lot. There are a lot of uh, good ones. <laughs> I still have... I still have to get my Xbox One. Um, I'm, I'm planning on actually getting it in the fall when uh, I know that the unannounced Halo. <laughs> yeah, oh, are they are they doing that? <laughs> oh, you know they will. Are you kidding me? Oh no! I okay. This is the fr- this is the the major major yeah. release after Titanfall for the Xbox One, and I feel like this is just a perfect opportunity for them to release a special edition console. So. I'm looking forward to Halo 5, of course, but um, I know that that's kind of the obvious game of choice. So I kind of wanted to talk about a different game, maybe um, Alien Isolation. That is Josh eating some candy or something. That is me. I'm back. Sorry. Welcome back, Josh. I made it. Round of applause. Um, I, I read a little bit on Alien Isolation, and I watched some game play on it. And <laughs> you, we all know that we've had a bad taste. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Colonel Marine. talking about that? was the greatest game ever, bro. But this Alien game, it actually looks and feels like a real Alien game. It, you know, it's 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 more of a survival horror game more than anything. And you actually play cool. as uh, Ripley's daughter, who is the main so character I'm, in the series. I'm going to yes. be a really bad uh, so sci-fi character for a second to say that I've never actually seen the Alien movies. What the heck, man? They're they're essentially alien monster movies, oh, but they're not terribly oh no. in depth in terms of lore or anything like that. There's obviously story behind it, but beyond that, but, I mean, they're pretty cool. I mean, if you haven't yet, I would definitely check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would the aliens are really. You got cool. two mouths. Wow. Um, I, so do I. They I brush mean, their teeth too because they're extremely white. That's true. <laughs> I think that has to do with the acid in their blood, though. It's like Colgate I mean, acid, maybe. Okay. They, need to, they need to advertise and sell that. See that seriously? That's what I was thinking. Alien toothpaste. Yeah, seriously. There you go. Col- <laughs> they use Colgate. Yeah, his mouth pop out. <laughs> no, that'll be pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty stoked to see how they they make that into well, reality. Well, it, it's it's really amazing that you know this this franchise. You know, it started out as a movie, and it's just it's it's still going. You know, even though it's 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 some? had some bad iterations, like you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Alien versus Predator. Nope. <laughs> Actually, there hasn't been a good Alien iteration with movies or games since uh, since probably Aliens, which came out a long time ago. So, hopefully, yeah. this can break that trend. I agree. Um, it looks really intense. You know, you're you're you uh, you play as Amanda Ripley, which is main character's daughter in the movies and this is kind of like an off the books story and you're just in the ship alone <laughs> with an alien well that I think that'd be pretty awesome because have you you guys have played so, uh, Amnesia haven't you I've played some or at least know what Amnesia is yeah yeah okay my hope is that it's something along those lines where you don't have too many weapons they may give you a weapon but for the most part you're pretty much just trying to hide and trying to scavenge around yes. to try to get out of that ship as quickly as possible if they do like that I think they'll do it right Yes. Yeah, just like real life. Exactly. <laughs> nah, I think that'll be cool. I'm definitely excited for that. <laughs> oh man, if it's as if it's as anywhere near as intense as Slender, then a nice, a nice Slender Amnesia Dead Space would be pretty cool. Holy crap! Um, so before we lose Josh, okay. 
Uh, no, I'm here for good. I'm actually using my LTE now and oh, nice. my Ooh. shitty Quest or CenturyLink, whatever it is. Sadly, so. AT&T and Verizon don't sponsor us. But if they did, yeah. there's your pitch right there. <laughs> <laughs> and if CenturyLink did, we're sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so that's Josh's topic right there. Internets. So, so Josh, what's your game? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that's what we we're doing. It's all good, so, man. Has anyone said Dying Light? I know no. I've been in and out. So. <laughs> Dying Light looks really good. Now, for those of us who may not recall that right off the bat, do you mind give us a quick synopsis of what Dying Light's going to be? Uh, it's basically take all the good aspects of Dead Island and mix it with Mirror's Edge, and that's what you get. It's going to be it's gonna be awesome with the day-night cycle where, you know, daytime, uh, there's zombies, whatever, but at night when they get more powerful and you have to run for your life, that's when it's going to be fun. Parkour and over, yeah, parkour and <laughs> everything. That'll definitely be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I hope they can pull it off because the last Dead Island, Riptide, I think it was, was kind of disappointing. Is that, is that by the same developer? It is, yeah. It's done by the same same okay. developer, yeah. That's unfortunate. The first Dead Island wasn't terrible. It wasn't what it was promised, but it wasn't bad. They weren't fully developed yet, I think is the biggest problem. And I think now that this is the third iteration, hopefully they'll put a little bit more work into it. So we'll see. Yeah. There's, I don't know. It's I can't pick a single game. Awesome. There's really like a million of them that I just want to talk about because so many of them look so cool. Like, there's The Division that I'm excited for. Um, Sunset yeah, Overdrive. Good. I'm super excited yeah. for. I mean, oh, um, a whole bunch of what them. What is it? The Order 1886? Yeah, Orchard. The Order 1886? The Orchard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Orchard. Join the Orchard. <laughs> yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. I've got uh, a, Elder Scrolls Online. I know several people who are super excited for that, for sure. Uh, I think, though... See, like even Broken Age. Broken Age looks awesome. I'm super excited. Uh, I'm excited for the new yeah. Dragon Age too. Yeah, Dragon Age is gonna be awesome. But I think I'm gonna have to speak for the RPG community and go with um, both Kingdom Hearts three and then oh, personally, yeah. I'm excited for uh, Final Fantasy fifteen because I've been waiting for that for a very long time. I've so, never played a Final Fantasy game. I don't. It's a it's its own taste, much like anything else. Where if you don't like the RPG Japanese style, you're not gonna like Final Fantasy. So it's maybe gotcha. give it a try when you, if you can get like your hands on play, it or something like uh-huh. that. But gone play that. the older ones. Yeah, like play the old ones too. Like um, seven, eight, those are good. Those seven, are really eight good. are pretty much your perfect in terms of most people like those games above all else. So if you really want to try something else, I think Steam. What they've got Final Fantasy seven and eight right now on Steam, and they're like cool. ten, fifteen dollars. So that That's might good. be worth investing in. I so, I, I should know, just play. Yeah, I should just play the RPG. Um, called the banner saga it is oh, what, yeah, really really good really good what is that, um, is that the same company that candy crush is trying to sue over its yes, trademark exactly oh God. yeah yay candy crush ah <laughs> uh, so frustrating they're gonna but, they're trying to copyright candy and saga or something yeah like that. yeah uh-huh. like but candy land banner nope saga, sorry uh, banner saga was funded through kickstarter and they asked for like a hundred thousand dollars and they got seven hundred thousand dollars so, Jeez. needless to say, they, they they put some good work into it, and it's going to be a trilogy. 
So I'm, it's just I'm actually game. surprised yeah. to hear that a game from Kickstarter actually came out because I've been hearing a lot of bad things about games from Kickstarter. There's campaigns. been a couple definitely that have been extremely tainted. I'm trying to remember the one that was like the worst. Um, I'll have to try to think of it and, and we'll bring it up later, but that's definitely true. Uh, it seems like Kickstarter is like a double-edged sword though because you get like awesome things like well, Oculus Rift and Broken stuff. Age. Then you get... Broken Age is a Kickstarter game and um, that looks fantastic. That's the one by Double Fine coming out here soon. Oh, yeah. Well, that's double fine. Of course, they're going to do a good job. Yeah. 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 Well, you're right about this being a bad idea. Thanks for saying, sir. Let's talk about the new consoles. What's coming out this next year? What's already happened? Obviously, we have the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, We've got a couple people here in this group who own those different consoles. Uh, Wii U also deserves some love, so we'll talk about the Wii U as well. And and, um, let's talk about the theme box and where that's going to be going. So anybody in particular kind of want to start off the conversation? Hayden, I know you had a couple ideas there. I... Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of talk about it and see what you guys think about them. I mean, they're releasing a huge range and variety of Steam boxes. Like, I know Alienware is making one that you can't even get into or update. Well, or... you can. It's just, there's really, it's really complicated to get okay. into it and upgrade it. Like, I don't know if they're going to solder everything to the motherboard or... What, yeah, I but... think that's what they're doing. From yeah. what I've seen, a lot oh, of the Steam boxes weird. are soldered. And they're, they're basically going to be like your Xbox Ones and your PS4s where they're, they're kind of yeah. prepared Which, in that sense. Just kind of cool, I think. Proprietary. Like, um, I think it's smart because you look at the yeah. player base out there. Um, to in another fact that they were just talking about today, because you know, Minecraft sold 1 million copies on PS3. Yeah. Um, and then who, who brought up the fact that it sold... I think it may have been Brad, who's a part of this conversation. But basically, they were saying that they sold 10 million copies on PC and then 13 million copies on Xbox 360. Um, that's a lot of money, first of all. But also, that kind of shows you where wow. your gaming audience is. Now, granted, that's a specific game with a specific demographic that it's targeted towards and that plays that game the most mm-hmm. often, which is going to be the younger audience. Um, but I think that leads us into believing that a lot of people have consoles, and consoles are the easy way to play video games. It's a one-time purchase, pop the game in, you start playing. PC involves a little bit more of a tech knowledge. I would argue that it's becoming less and less necessary to do that, but the Steam Box is there to kind of bridge that gap, which I think is very, very intelligent. Well, I think that the new consoles definitely give PCs a run for their money. I know that with PCs you can upgrade and keep upgrading and make the graphics even better, but the consoles, they got features like per se the connect yeah. that the PC and doesn't I, necessarily have. They have life too. And just what? Know, they give life too. They give life? <laughs> no, I mean they just have longer life range. Oh, you know, like, I see what you they mean. give life. You, you can just have buy one console and keep it for oh, what, okay. like eight years where a PC you probably want to update every two years. Well it seems like this seems like the the regular console life now is you know it used to be every four years and now this Xbox 360 PS3 generation, it's lasted. Eight I'm years. hoping for ten. So with cloud, with cloud power that Xbox yeah. One is supposed to do, I mean, jeez. Well, it's already starting to do it, but I would agree that they need to refine it more, and I think that cloud, will extend the. Well, it will build, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that and uh, they have PlayStation Now. Yeah. Right. So. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool too. Which would definitely be awesome. I'm excited to see that in action. Well, wasn't there an update to the Xbox One recently? Not that uh, I've seen. I don't think it's out yet. I, um, I, think, I know that they're working on it because we know that Major Nelson confirmed there's a yet. bunch of UI problems. Not wouldn't say problems, but a lot of UI difficulties that the Xbox One has right now. And I, I mean that. I don't mean that to, to be like politically correct or to, to say that in the correct way or a, a very minute way. That's the point where it's it's not a problem. It's just it's just an issue or difficulty. Well, it's it, just it's, a feature. 
It's it's the fact that you have to go past a couple extra <laughs> steps to make what the Xbox 360 did on the very first try, which is what's annoying. So they're going to correct a lot of that. Major Nelson has said they're going to correct yes. a lot of that, specifically like party chatting, making sure that party chat works better. Um, things like you can't see how much battery you have left in your controller or storage. how much you, you can't, can't see how much storage is on your unit. So you don't know how much is left. Things like huh. that, where just some more visibility and making things a little bit easier to manage, I think is going to be a huge difference for that. Well, I think besides that, though, I, I, I love the Xbox's yes. interface. So, Josh, what were you going to say? I was just, I was just going to say there has been a, a little update for it, True. but nothing. There hasn't been anything that's been huge done for it yet. So, I think that's going to take some time because I think they want to release it as one big bundle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I've actually. Been- I've been struggling a lot deciding if I oh, want to buy man. a next-gen console or if I want to upgrade my PC. And I think I've decided to upgrade my PC because if I sold it... You'll have I, to do it again in two years. That's a good <laughs> choice, man. <laughs> Honestly, I, so what, what was your reasoning behind it? Because I can sell my current PC and get like you know f- around $500 for it. Mm-hmm. And I would only have to put in about 100 to $150 for a new one. So, well, that's about how much a current console is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no. know, okay, oh, rebuttal. Oh, I want to hear facts. No. $500. <laughs> what are the facts? talking about 150 to 200. Yeah. Okay, I can go out and sell my Xbox 360 for 200 bucks. And then I invest another $200. Can't get 200 and I bucks. Myself. No way. Get 200 that's, for an Xbox. Yeah. GameStop will give you like no. 5 bucks. Like, that's why you don't go to GameStop. Yeah, stuff. that's why you sell it on Craigslist or something, man. To some random guy that doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I've sold numerous stuff on Amazon for nearly okay, the exact same price t- as what I purchased it. It's, it's a fantastic way to do it. For Thomas, um, I can say that I kind of see where Thomas is coming from. Um, yeah. You know, these new consoles, they're very expensive. And uh, if if anything's to be learned from last console generation is that when they first came out, they had a lot of issues with it. And um, I feel like, you know, with this next generation coming out, they still have yeah. to work through a lot of stuff, like with the Xbox interface, you know, the, the a lot of minor issues. You know, I, Thomas could, you know, upgrade his PC for two years or whatever, and then by the time those two years are up, more games know, will they be will out. Fix there's a lot also, of yeah, issues, there's also that. There's and a the lot of games would be out. There, there are no good exclusives out. And also, I don't use yeah. my PC, I, I don't just use my PC for gaming. So well, that's yeah. my thing too, like video editing and stuff. I yeah. had to upgrade it anyway. And honestly, that's kind of my point of view for the whole thing. Is I want both a good PC as well as a next gen console, just Same. because I think yeah. there's so many benefits to both. That makes sense. You can go either way. I think anyone can go and buy an Xbox One, a PS4, or get a brand new PC and be perfectly happy with a gaming experience that's going to suit all your needs mm-hmm. and just make you happy overall in terms of entertainment. Um, sure. One thing that has been fantastic in terms of the extra hundred dollar investment is the connect. And the funny thing is, is I love the Connect just for the voice commands. The voice yes. commands are fantastic. Now, yes. I know that a lot of people have had issues Work, with it. Yeah. From all of my experience, the only reason I've ever had issues with it is when there's too many people talking at the same time. If it is quiet, if it is just you speaking to the machine, if you know the commands, it works perfectly all the time. It has been an absolute blessing. With When I'm watching you know, movies with Allison, if you want to pause it, if I'm just at home and I'm like Xbox on, and it turned on, nice. I was hoping it would do that. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's it's really cool just seeing how the different commands work. Now I got to turn this thing off. Uh, it's 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 interesting to see where technology is going in terms of using voice commands, even the video. I mean, I can I've got 
three Xboxes that I use. I've got my personal Xbox, I have an Xbox downstairs, and I've got my girlfriend's Xbox. Anytime that I walk in front of that video sensor, it knows that it's me. It automatically displays all my Netflix right in front of me. It's fantastic to be able to just walk in and do that. Yeah, the the sign-in to the Kinect is really cool. Awesome. Come in from a long day at work, just say Xbox on, turns on the TV, the Xbox. just have to have the controller, and it's already signing me in. That's perfect. Can't beat that. The only problem I have with the new consoles is like the memory. I just don't understand why they don't came with the, why they didn't come with a terabyte. Well, it, I mean, I, like, I don't know. You have that. to download the games; they're eighty gigs. Up well, updates are thirty gigs. It's like what? Here's what I'm thinking. I at least from Microsoft standpoint, they're trying to push people toward a more digital, more cloud-based thing. So eventually what I'm seeing is games are going to be stored on the cloud and you'll be buying cloud storage space through like the Xbox to use on the Xbox One, if that makes sense. I can see that happening. That makes sense. Because you look at our saved games right now, they're all saved on the cloud, which is kind of nice. And so then, and then sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so what do you do if you just run out of memory? Like you have another game you want to put in and it has to download. It's like, oh, can't download. No, I don't but, know what, well, that, what the process is, dude. Gosh, do you know? Well, I know right now it will let you. It, so right now you can't actually access your storage, as we've talked about. But if you run out of memory or you don't have enough memory for a certain game, the Xbox will delete like your least played game or something like that, like because it sees, look, you don't really play this one. You want to play this new one that you got, so it will delete that that older one. It won't delete any saves, but it will delete the install off your Xbox. Okay, so and it kind of self-manages so, in that sense. Yeah, so right now it's a self-managing system, but as soon as you can access the storage, you can do whatever you want. It's just, it will be like the 360. And like, and if they do if they do a cloud-based thing like I think they're going to do, they'll basically, you'll be able to switch between your physical and your cloud. So like if, if these are games you want to play offline and you know for a fact these are games that you'll play offline, you can put them on your physical – and, you know, any game that, you know, you play every once in a while, it's not that big of a deal. That will go on the cloud, and you can kind of manage it that way. That's just my theory behind it, though, so. And I think that makes sense. I think that's pretty much what they're expecting to do is use that cloud storage to their advantage. Because, obviously, 500 gigabytes is a very finite amount. Um, <laughs> and there's no way to upgrade it because, as we've said with the Xbox Ones or as, as we've seen, uh, there is no way to upgrade that storage physically. So unless there's a way to plug in an external hard drive that adds an additional terabyte or something like that, at yeah. the moment there's really not a solution that does not involve cloud storage of some kind. Do you think so, they will soon or release a new Xbox with more um, memory? I have no doubts in my mind that they'll release a new Xbox down the road that's a terabyte. And then they're going to release one that's two terabytes. And they're going to do one that's about, probably five terabytes. The thing about the external storage or the, the user install storage is that Microsoft has never been down with that. You know, they've in never wanted you to, to replace your own hard drive. Oh, oh yeah. in the sense that you're replacing the... Well, they did that with the Xbox 360, though. Like, you had the external hard drives. I mean, even with the Xbox 360 Slim. Well, because if you think about it, that's what Xbox bragging has been bragging about since they pretty much announced their console with all the new cloud updates. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it only it's only logical that they'd go that route. Yeah, I would agree. I got it. I got it. Actually, since we're on the topic of consoles, uh, the Wii U's been out for, what, a couple of years now? Uh, was it two? Yeah, I think it's two, been two. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, the, Nintendo actually just kind of released their what they're expected their quarterly earnings are for the new console. And it is nothing to where they thought it would be mm-hmm. uh, for this quarter. Uh, they're taking a massive hit. I think I read somewhere it's like $50 billion equivalent. Yeah, and it's so th- a lot of money. Wow. So uh, what? Uh, something I'm thinking of, they're, they're making all this loss. They say they're not going to get out of the console game, that they're going to keep backing their consoles. Because, I mean, they, <laughs> they, can, they can pretty much do it just by the money they make on the 3DSs uh, and such. Exactly. And how many did they but, Thomas, did uh, you ever oh, right yeah. off bat and how much it was? I don't remember. Sorry, it was a few. Like it was what? Like thir- I think it was like thirteen. I could be completely off. I don't know. It's no. thirteen million consoles or thirteen million. I think it, thirteen million. Uh, it sounds about right. Yeah, because they sold a ridiculous amount of 3ds's this past. But, year. that's a big thing. But my question is, do you think? Because I mean, we're seeing how Nintendo's home console market's doing. Do you think that Nintendo should possibly? pull out and just go strictly software like Sega did no, back? I don't think so. Or so they're, they're making way too much no. money on the 3DS. So. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I agree. But say say something was to happen to that market. Because, I mean, like, mobile like, mobileware and stuff is shooting up. People are going to start gaming on their phones because they always have their yeah. phones on them. They so, wanted I mean, to do Mario on say, say, iPhone. Yeah. Yes. So, like, say, yeah, say five years down the line that you know, the phones are now the new handheld gaming. You know, handheld gaming doesn't exist. That would really screw Nintendo over. So at that point, would you try to continue with a home console or should you back out of the console game and just go strictly hardware or software? Ooh, pardon me, software. I think hmm. it's, um, it's going to be interesting because <laughs> oh, I, I know that I made the prediction <laughs> probably a couple years back saying that Nintendo is going to go, like what you said, like Sega by 2016. Um, obviously, I don't think that's going to be the case now, mostly because of the 3DS sales. They obviously aren't hurting that bad in terms of money overall. Um, they're still making plenty of profit. Now, their consoles are a different story, mm-hmm. but overall, the company's making plenty of money. So I don't think they really have to go one direction or another. Um, it really depends on what their vision is for their future, and I can't tell you what their vision is. Um, mm-hmm. my, my thought is... Yes. If it doesn't continue to make money, they're going to drop it at some point. Now, they may decide to come out with one more console, give that next console another shot. I think they need to revert back to more of a traditional console style. I know that people are very nostalgic about Nintendo, that they could easily release something like a anniversary NES mm-hmm. system where it plays NES games as well as your Wii U games and everything else. Something that effect where you would try to retake a lot of the market share that you lost to something like Xbox or PS4. I don't know what the, the numbers are there, so I'm not saying that's that's the best solution. But they could do that, or I think they would just stop doing consoles altogether, um, just because their their 3DS is doing so well. So what, what's your guys' opinion on that? Um, I, I mean, I'll give you my personal opinion. The Nintendo has had some successes, has had some failures in the, in the past before. The Wii U is definitely a failure right Sales. now, as now, far as business wise, but um, the thing is, you know, the the bad thing about the Wii U is that it hasn't had third party support. Uh, it came out a year before all these next gen consoles, and Nintendo has been trying to keep up with the high definition quality of these next gen consoles. Now, I get what you're saying with the nostalgia factor. Um, Nintendo will always have its place with uh you know players 
two players on the couch together, those co-op experiences mm-hmm. in the same house together, you know. Not a lot of people do that. Everyone plays online uh, these days, uh, which sadly is a growing factor because, you know, ever since Xbox 360 released that party chat, you know, you never you never have, you know, an online game chat almost. Yeah, everyone's in the party. Uh, social interaction is becoming very limited and uh, minimal. Uh, so I think that uh, I think we'll see a change with the Wii U uh, when more of these first-party games start being released. We got Smash Brothers, we got Zelda, Hyrule Warriors, uh, Donkey Kong, all these other games. I think it will definitely boost sales a lot. Maybe not as much as the Xbox or the PS4, but we'll definitely see a boost, and I, I don't think they should back out just well, yet. I mean, there's a lot of Nintendo is known a lot for, like, kids' games, too, you know? And I think there's a lot of younger kids playing a lot of older games now. So that could be some of it, too. Now, when you say older games, do you mean games intended for an older crowd, or...? Well, like, uh, yeah, more mature audience, you know? Like, you'll see okay. a lot of younger uh, kids that are playing, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that now, where, you know, we can't really offer that... You know, it's a different type of but game. Also, you know, people who buy the Xbox and want to find games for their kids—it's not as easy as the Wii. So, I think that's, that's what's really interesting. You look at the Xbox One, and you look at the Xbox One's demographic right now. It's almost—it's almost gone up, like in the sense that people who played the Wii were much younger. Xbox 360 were probably a little bit older, more like your teens, twenties, things like that. Xbox One feels like it's for people who have been playing. Like they're basically like thirty on up, because those wow. are the people who can afford it. Those are the people who are going to be playing those types of games. Um, you look at what what's available right now. It's largely your type of violent, you know, first person shooters, third person beat 'em up, something like that, where you're basically just beating stuff up, <laughs> which is fine. That's just what they're marketing towards. Um, it's so it's an interesting demographic to look at. That I would. What do you guys think? Is it, is it possible that people are sticking with their old Wii's and not upgrading to the Wii U, and that could be a factor? Yeah, I see. I think marketing for the Wii U was a big downfall of it because not a lot of people knew what it was. I, yeah, definitely a lot of people didn't even know it came out. Well, people thought it was just like a mm-hmm. an adapter or like a mm-hmm. a, just new a new controller. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, the name was. Although, yeah, quite honestly, what I mean, it's it actually the sense that it sounded like the same thing. But honestly, that's a good in marketing terms because the Wii sold so well. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't people want the next version of the Wii? Um, so it's it's one of those really bizarre circumstances where Nintendo didn't position themselves as that being a new console. Yeah, I don't know. I just I they, I don't think they got people jazzed enough. And it's also I think it's also a different mindset. They jumped the gate people. too. What's up? They jumped the gate. They That's wanted sure. to beat everyone. Yeah. And they didn't have anything that really stood out. That really I think. Their top games are coming out this year, yeah. yeah. Like, they're most popular. And so. then also, but also look at their demographic, because I think they're a different type well, of demographic that's not trying to be the first person to get the console. They're not the, they're not there to try to enjoy the gaming experience. They don't call themselves gamers. They're just enjoying it as a device. And I think that's another problem. So you're not going to see strong sales for a while. It's something that's going to need to build up over time. Mm. Yeah, it, it's all about those overtime sales. Um, just, just like the... The PS4 and the Xbox One. I mean, right now the PS4 
is above Xbox One, but who can say, you know, those sales won't even out later on or the Xbox won't surpass. Yes, yeah. all the 360 PS4. did, you know. No, uh, no, the, uh, the PS3 would caught up to the 360 because uh, it was so expensive yeah. in the beginning and then it caught up when it... Uh, yeah, worldwide sales, yes, there's oh, okay. more. Um, Xbox, I think, was still the best seller overall between the two, um, two consoles here in America, so... Either way, there's obviously a lot going on this next year. I think this next year is going to be very pivotal for all the different consoles. We're really going to see a lot of landscape changes and things like that. So that's something that we will definitely track and, and definitely report on, kind of to give our, our insight into. So that's kind of our first episode of the uh, the BitCast. Hopefully everybody who's listening, you guys enjoyed it, got a little bit more you learned out of it, um, and kind of just enjoyed it for the very first time. We're going to be kind of tweaking the format the next couple of weeks. We're going to try to get a feel for what we want, and if you guys um, have your own suggestions, obviously feel free to pipe in there as well. Uh, so my hope is to get this out. You're probably listening to this sometime next week, which will be sometime close to February. Uh, so hopefully this will get out by Friday or something like that, but we'll see where that goes. Regardless, um, we want to thank you guys. Anybody else want to say something really quick before we end? Yeah. No. Have just, a good week. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff planned for you guys, so we hope you guys stick with us for sure. I want to thank you guys for inviting me on the cast. Um, we're not really thankful just yet because we don't know what to think, but we'll oh, see where it even, goes from here. Not even a lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. See ya. Cheers. See ya. So we're gonna go for an hour here. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. Nine forty-five. So we get a moment of silence here, and then we'll get started. I had to get up there. Uh, Get the women and children. The women and children. The women and children. (laughs) Brother children. The children. The children. The children. Sorry, that was an Anchorman reference there. Oh my god. For sure. Uh, okay.